The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast, everyone. This is KyberCast, episode number 28, recorded November 26, 2019. With me, as always, is my good friend, Michael Diaz. Michael, how are you, sir? I am fantastic. How are you doing tonight, Joe? Really good. I'm uh, I'm playing with a new mic, so hopefully things will sound a little better from my point of view or my end than it usually does. A little crisper, but we'll see. Maybe it'll sound worse. Maybe people don't want to hear that. The listeners will tell us. They will tell us. They certainly told me about your mic. But so I fixed it. You did. It's It's been great the last couple of episodes, That's too. Right. So thank, thank you. you for that. We're going to dive into some fun stuff today. We've got some DC news. We're going to get into some Star Wars Rise of Skywalker TV spots, uh, the news about that, and probably end the majority of the show with the breakdown of episode three of The Mandalorian, The Sin, and um, mostly uh, get into all that fun stuff. So, Michael, in uh, to get things rolling, I uh, stumbled upon some news from the Collider website that there's a possibility of bringing Green Lantern movie back to the cinemas, which is different than the the core mo- the core television show that's going to be happening. So I'm not sure if, you know, there's no talk of Ryan Reynolds or anything like that, but what's your thought of the Green Lantern coming back and, and that character? And and I've got my thoughts on the Ryan Reynolds movie and, and that kind of thing, but, but what do you, what's your thoughts on Green Lantern? Here's the thing. I've been a fan of Green Lanterns at least at least 1987, 1988, when I was in middle school. And particularly, I mean, there are some people that are Hal Jordan fans. There are Kyle Rayner fans. There are, there are John Stewart fans. There's fans for every version of Green Lantern, okay? They're Guy Gardner fans. I am just a fan of the Grand Green Lantern core as a whole. That's what really sold me back in the 80s. I borrowed some comics from my friend. It was Green Lantern Core 200, and I read it for the two years it existed. Until they cancel the title issue 224. So, any news about Green Lanterns, whether it's the show on HBO Max, the Green Lantern Corps show, mm-hmm. uh, into it, super excited because I love them. So, if they're going to go back to a singular Green Lantern, I'm okay with that. Um, you know, Martin Campbell directed the last one, or the only one, I should say. And, right. You know, he's he had a pretty good pedigree at the Bond franchise. I mean, he did what Goldeneye. Um yep. Fantastic, one of the best Bond movies. Um and for those of you in Geekland out there, if you haven't seen it, he also directed The Foreigner, uh which was recently came out in the last couple of years starring Jackie Chan. He's old now, but he still has got some moves. So, if you ever get a chance, I highly suggest Jackie Chan or Yeah, Jackie yeah, Chan. Yeah, Jackie Chan's great. He's great, but he's definitely older. I mean, the guy's almost 60 now if he's not. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure But he's The Foreigner older. was great. So just all that to say, they had a lot of good pieces, and I like Ryan Reynolds. I think he is good. He can do drama. He can do action. Mm-hmm. 
But what he does best is humor, and we all know that. He does action humor is his thing. He it worked perfectly for Daredevil. Not Daredevil, sorry. Perfectly for Deadpool. Deadpool, come on. Sorry. Gonna, don't, don't do that to him. He did perfectly in Deadpool. That movie was written for him. It was just a miscast. He should not have been Hal Jordan ever. I'm sorry. I mean... Well, I mean, you know, when I first saw the movie, I, I don't, I wasn't as upset as people were, but I didn't have like super ties to Green Lantern, you know, and I liked Ryan Reynolds. So it didn't bother me that he was basically, it was a, it was a, the, the threat of that movie was, you know, the immaturity to maturity and Ryan Reynolds does immature very well. Yeah. Now, I don't know what that means for, like, I don't know the lore of, of Hal Jordan and what his character is really like. I've never read the you know, origin Green Lantern. I've only, Green Lantern to me was somebody in the Super Friends that I thought was cool because he was creative and he can create things. And that was a, you know, but I, I never read the backstory of Green Lantern and what that means. And, and so the movie didn't bother me as much as the others. But again, to me, the, what failed in the movie was the villain just, you know, it's tough to get the villains right. And he, you know, wasn't that, but I knew they were building towards Sinestro and I was actually looking forward to Sinestro in another movie. Cause I, I thought they were building up a nice storyline there of how he was in the green core and, and, uh, subsequently breaks off, uh, for power. So I, I thought there was a good lead into maybe, uh, a sequel, obviously, it never materialized. Oh, they definitely uh, left of, breadcrumbs uh, leading to that. Yeah. I mean, it was obvious they were heading towards the Yellow Lanterns and the Sinestro Corps. And mm -hmm. if that's if one thing, I mean, let's face it, Ryan Reynolds is not coming back. I don't care who, what, who is in charge or whatever. Ryan Reynolds is not coming back. He's not. Yeah, it would have to be a reboot. It would have to be a complete it has to reboot. be a reboot. And that's fine. Makes sense. They're rebooting Batman. Yeah, yeah, that's totally They're probably going to reboot There's Superman. No canon. So, again. Well, you know, that's funny because Collider just had a thing on that as well. And that was around, uh, oh, what's his name from? Cavill? Black Panther. Oh, oh, Michael B. Jordan? Michael B. Jordan as a possible uh, reboot that way. It's, flo thing. it's floating out I there. I heard the same thing, only I heard that he is so busy that he had some ideas for a story, but he couldn't commit because of all the other projects he's committed to. That's what yeah, I, it all comes down to dollars. Well, yeah. true. You can cancel anything. If you offer someone enough money, look at the game of Thrones guys. Right. Yeah. So I will say this though. Would I like to see a proper green lantern film on the big screen? Of course I am a huge green lantern fan. As much as I didn't like the movie with Ryan Reynolds, I still bought it on Blu-ray because I, more, more yeah. than anything, I got to I see Tomare. I got to see, you know, Mark, Mark Strong as Sinestro. I got to see Kilowog, who is personally my favorite Green Lantern ever. So, but unfortunately, Mark Michael Clark Duncan is, has passed. So obviously he will not be Kilowog in the future. But if... Did you... You, you still haven't seen um, Justice League, have you? No. Apparently mm. there is a reference to the core. There is. It's at the beginning, and you actually see a ring leave one of the core members that gets killed, and it floats off into the next person, which could have been Hal Jordan. You know right. what I mean? Like it, someone, you know, that I'm sure they're thing. hinting at that. The only thing I want to say about Green Lantern is, yes, I hope they make a movie and do it right. Um, 
the last one was almost right. I think they needed to not have Ryan Reynolds and have gone in a different direction. Also, the big bad was Parallax, which was just a yellow cloud. Um, did they learn nothing from... It's just like Dormammu. It's no, no, no different than yeah, Dormammu. Dormammu was a little bit creepier looking and actually had some kind of corporeal yeah. form. I mean, did they learn nothing from Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer or whatever? Um, when they made Can't Galactus know. just a cloud? God, that was stupid. So stupid. Yeah. So... I'm okay with them totally rebooting and scrapping it, but I would love, love, love if somehow they could keep Mark Strong as Sinestro because he was perfect as Sinestro. Sure they could. He always plays a great I love Mark villain. Strong. He does. He, was he in, plays a great villain. Did you ever see – did you get to see Shazam yet? I have not. Ugh. Ugh. I'm sorry. I've, I've been burned so many times on DC movies. Excuse me. They are finally starting to do stuff right, so – I will get to Shazam. It deserves a watch. I know that. I mean, it's only recently. I mean, DC's been doing stuff right. Well, this goes back to I I try to give things a shot, and then I'll tell you the truth afterwards. I won't uh, cut it out first. But So, um, speaking of DC, Birds of Prey, it looks like it's going to be rated R. Looks like they're really teeing off after the Joker, over a billion dollars that the Joker made, that they have this niche niche of being able to do a rated R movie. Well, yeah, I'm sure and I'm sure they were hesitant until mm-hmm. the Joker made all the money. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny is, you know, Marvel has their niche, but they also had some, you know, two really good rated R movies for Marvel, and that's Deadpool and Logan. Logan to me is one of the best movies in the last 5 oh years. Oh my god. That movie is perfect. Which I'm kind of glad, I mean, as much as I'd like to see Hugh Jackman come back as Logan in one of the Avengers movies because he said the only way I'll come back is if I get to be in an Avenger movie. Well, now that's a reality that mm-hmm. could happen, but I'm kind of glad that he's not coming back because that was really his goodbye to the character and it was a perfect send off. Yeah, and obviously it would have to take place before that, which you can still make that the last movie of Logan. Right. But yes, you're right. It was it was a great. It was a sad movie. I mean, it was it was a great movie, but man, it was it was a sad western. Oh, very much so. But yeah, um, Birds of Prey, I'm looking forward to it. You know, obviously the focus is going to be Harley Quinn. And for some people, that's the draw. And I get it because Margot Robbie is, she's an accomplished actress. And let's face it, she's she's not bad to look at. Well, she's, listen, she's going to cash in here. She's smart. She should cash in. I mean, that's just a way to saying, I'm not. You, she's earned it. I'm not trying to be Mr. Meathead. Oh, she's so hot. I got to go see her. She is an attractive woman. I'm not denying that. It'd be silly to deny that. But more than anything, she's also proven herself to be a very accomplished actress or actor. Well, she's charismatic, yes. and that, that character is charismatic. Oh, she played Harley you know, perfectly. Bar none. And, and, so yeah. I'm excited for that. But honestly, I, I love the Birds of Prey, the actual team, you know, Huntress, uh, um, Black Canary, um, Oracle. I, I love all of them. So... I'm excited all around. I just hope they do the other characters justice because it's obvious that Harley's going to be the focus. I just hope that characters like Black Canary and the Huntress and if Oracle's in it or whoever they bring into it, they don't get short shrift because those are actually really good characters when done well. Right. I'm excited. I mean, 
I'm, I'm still a little bit, I have to admit, I'm a little gun shy yet. DC has two big billion dollar hits, finally, in Aquaman and The Joker. They finally... And Wonder Woman. Yes, I'm and sorry, Wonder and Wonder Woman. So, but after Wonder Woman, they had a miss again with what uh, didn't justly come out after Wonder Woman. So it did. No, Justice League was before Wonder Woman. Was it? I mean, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. There was Wonder Woman's debut was Justice League. No, no, oh, no. Wait a minute. That was yes, Batman that versus was Batman Superman. League. You're right. Batman versus Superman, then Wonder Woman movie, then right. Justice so, League. So Wonder Woman, oh, they're in the right direction. And then they made another misstep with Justice League. But then they've had their last two films have been concrete and solid successes. Let's hope they can continue. I mean, technically... Technically, Suicide Squad made a bunch of movies. Actually, the last three films. What other film? Uh, Shazam did well. It did it do a billion dollars. Shazam. Well, though, no. Uh, I don't know if it did a billion dollars, but it did well for what it was. I don't think it was slated to make that. No, 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 no. Um, and this Shazam is their is their Ant Man. Okay. It was never going to do a yeah. billion dollars. Ant Man and Ant Man and Wasp. They're never going to do a billion dollars, but they're going to make some money. Right. No, and I, I'm fine. Right. I'm just saying. They've got two monumental hits in Aquaman and Joker crossing that billion dollar mark. When you cross that, you can say, yes, that's that's amazing. Especially Joker, because Joker was not as expensive as Aquaman. You know, right. much more profitable. All I'm saying is they seem to be on the right path, and I hope they are. I wish they would have been on the right path for Justice League because for my money, I prefer Justice League to Avengers in the comics. But when it comes to cinematic universes, I'm sorry. Marvel's got Justice League beat every day of the week and twice on Sundays. For sure. So I'm, I'm just sure. happy that DC is doing things right. Finally. Well, we, we'll see. They're, they're going to cash in on the rated arm and, and, and that's fine. We'll see what they go with it because Joker was great, but it may not work for everything. That being said, let's move on to basically it's going to be almost Star Wars the rest of the show because let's be honest, you know, Disney knows how to at least bring their properties without competing with each other and Marvel is in its down or quieter phase at this particular moment and they're letting Star Wars rise to the top. Um, and the news this week has been, uh, you know, the release of the TV spots, which I try to avoid. I really try to avoid. I don't want to see anymore. Um, but they showed a few things, uh, the glimpse of Knights of Ren. And what's your take on that, Michael? Because this Knights of Ren thing, I, I don't know if we're going to learn much. I hope we do, but I don't, I don't think we're going to. Honestly, I think we'll see them marginally more than we saw them in um the force awakens that's my that's what i think i don't i think they're making a big deal out of them again or at least i don't know if star wars is or their marketing is a little bit or if it's the new sites and the fans freaking out that we finally get to see them i think it's the fans you, you never seen anything from star wars saying the knights of ren are coming you know, they don't i don't think it. we're going to see much of them i really don't they could be the ones guarding palpatine they could be, and then that kind of explains how Kylo's involved in this. But why? I don't know. I don't know. I. I well, we don't know. I know, I know, I know. If we knew, we were the ones. <laughs> but you're right. I'm, I'm assuming you saw the latest TV spot where you can see them. I, or did you, I don't want to spoil I stopped. Anything. Like, when I see it, I turn. 
No, I mean, when I see it, I turn the page, I turn the channel and, you know, and I, I tell you what I'm really pissed about seeing though. Super pissed about seeing. What are you seeing. pissed about? Let's hear it. Let it out, Joe. That, that 30 second clip. I was pissed. I, I feel like I lost a moment. Why did you, well, then why did you watch it? I feel it? like that would have, I was watching an interview with J.J. Abrams on Stephen Colbert. Oh, and then they, see, I saw it was out there and I went, I went and sought it out and I watched it on YouTube. So I have no one to blame for my, but myself. And I liked it. So did you watch the full 30 seconds? Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) You spoiled yourself. Yeah. I, you know, I know it's inconsequential to the film, but that's a cool moment coming off of the TV show we just watched, you know, coming off of the Mandalorian and you see that you're just like, oh, that would have been an awesome moment to experience in the theater. Yeah. I mean, so spoilers, everyone. I think, you know, we didn't make it at the beginning of the episode, but let's just, if it's been out there, if it's been on TV and, or if it's been on the internet, if it's been released officially, we're going to talk about it. So if you yep, haven't seen yep. the 30 second clip, stop right now. Now, if you've seen it, then yeah, you saw the jet troopers, which some yeah. people are like, oh, so they fly now? They fly now. They yeah. fly now. Yeah, which is very funny. funny. It would have been fun, yes, to see it in the theater, and no question, to experience that scene then. I mean, it's definitely like the way the way it's directed is definitely Luke, Han, and Leia, like saying they fly. Like it's like they would have said it almost exactly the same way. Oh yeah, it was very Star Wars. It had the cadence and everything. I enjoyed it, but I guess I liked it. Yeah, I can't be the fact they said, "Oh, they fly now." And maybe it's obviously it's not been in any of the films, and now I know I no. realize that a bunch of the books and stuff are now legends and the old comics. But I swear somewhere there were mentions of jet troopers before with jetpacks, or haven't we seen them in in the Clone Wars or something? Maybe they were clone troopers with Mandalorians. Jetpack. Mandalorians in the Clone I know Wars. Mandalorians have them. That that's not what I'm talking about. I swear we've seen either clone troopers or stormtroopers with jetpacks before. But maybe that is now all part of the legend. So maybe this is the first time we're actually seeing it. So I wasn't quite as surprised by that. And so I'm like, why would they be surprised? Plus, why would that surprise anyone? I mean, Mandalorians have them. I mean, Boba, he had had them 30, 40 years ago. Why would you be surprised that anyone had a jetpack at this point in time? It's You, you fly in spaceships. Right. You, you know, you're right. on a speeder that's hovering. Why would you think that's weird that they fly? Still... Right. A lot of fun, though. It, it was very, it very much brought me back to my childhood. Yeah, it was cool. It was fun. It makes me like everything they're doing right now with Star Wars is in a good space because of one thing. And, and I, you know, as we dovetail into the Mandalorian show, before we do that, I want to make sure we cover everything that you wanted to cover on the TV spots. Um, you know, there's a few things that I saw, like it was clearly Ray ran into Vader's helmet somewhere along the line because they had a close yep. up of it. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of things like I didn't necessarily, I kind of already knew based on the other previews. It's just like, I think it's just enough now. You know, it's enough. But I look, I understand why they do it. Those previews aren't for you and I. No, they're, no, they're, they're, not, they're, they're the people in the seats. They're, they're like, holy crap. You know, they got to they gotta tell people about it. And they have – now, I was the first one to complain if you listen to maybe five episodes ago or like the marketing of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker has been horrendous. 
I think. I still think it hasn't been good. There's there's a lot more they could have done. They've definitely um, ramped I, it up though now. And that's what I mean. They they it's full force now. And maybe there I, I bet you there's ample ample evidence to show that like it doesn't do any good to do something early. Just hit it hard right when before it comes out because people don't pay attention for something that happens two months from now. They need to know next week. You know. Right. I'm sure there's some kind of analytics that show. All right, you release this at this point and it gets people interested, but then after so many days, weeks, whatever, they forget about it. So then you release it something yeah. else. And I'm sure they have right. that all down to a science. And so they probably knew we got to start spending our money now. And then we start spending all the money. Yeah. And they are. They're, I mean, it's on everything I've seen, almost every type of television show from football to, you know, an NBC family show. It's showing everything, right? So oh, good, good on them. They they need to get it out there and they want people to go. And, and you know, I'm excited to see it anyways, but the, uh, it's for me, it's getting, this is a great spot to be in. This is, this is like, for lack of a better um, example, this is like the lion's drafting. <laughs> <laughs> you think oh, we're going to do something well, but but I don't want to I don't want to tie Star Wars into the Detroit Lions because we all know where that goes. I think Star Wars is going to yes. be better. Than Our the dear Detroit listeners, Lions. I'm sorry. We both live in Michigan and unfortunately are victims, lifelong victims yeah. of the Detroit Lions. So if you're listening, yeah. you're not from Michigan. Here's the deal: the Lions haven't won a championship since before they called it the Super Bowl. So yeah, they've never like been to a Super Bowl sixty plus years. Yeah. But that being said, there's a lot of hope right now, and it's one of the best feelings you it's can have as a Star hope. Wars fan. Yeah, it is completely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dad jokes. Yeah, but I think I think people are coming around to the excitement of it right now. I'm excited, but I'm still there's still a very significant portion of me that thinks JJ can't stick the stick the landing. He can't. Well, we'll see. I mean, he, he, on Stephen Colbert, if you guys get a chance to see his interview, you can go back on YouTube and, and watch it. Um, Colbert asked him, you know, was it harder to get it started or harder to end it? And he's like, well, it's a million times harder to end it. And he knows it. He said, there's a lot going on here. And there's, there's, this is the hardest thing he's ever done. It's the scariest thing he's ever done. Right. Um, is so, two hours and 20 minutes enough to wrap up the last 42 year, years? Of Star Wars saga, it depends on how finite they wanted to end it. We'll find out at the end, right? Like, oh, I yeah. don't think this is like a, a closed door forever thing. Nothing ever is. Well, I mean, not nobody ever really goes away, as Luke would say. It's like that James Bond movie, Never Say Never Again. Yeah, yeah. They they can shut the door as hard as they want. I mean, Lucas said he was never going to do a third trilogy. He just said that in the eighties because it sounded good. And true, right. he didn't do a third trilogy, but we got one. So never say right. never. Right. Well, you know, Lucas being smart, you know, before he sold to Disney, he started putting treatments together to make it look like he was doing it so that he could up the ante. And, you know, he did he, he's not a dumb businessman. <laughs> so no, it was buying all those scripts. He wanted to get it in the pipeline again to make sure that, you know, you can't just do it and, you know. Lucas is a smart, smart man. Yes, he is. So, anyways, Rise of Skywalker TV spots. It's your choice if you want to watch them. I would say stay away from now on. If you're if you're a big time Star Wars fan, like 
be surprised. Enjoy some moments. Don't don't go watch the clips. Like, you know, even though we just told you about them, but <laughs> I read the I would say keep on yourself. the whole script. I found yeah. a Reddit site and I read everything. Now, yeah. The funny thing is, I purposely read that and I tried not to pay too close attention. I just kind of skimmed through it. So I've actually forgotten everything I've read because I didn't pour over it. So I'm still going to be surprised. I It's not that I turned off my short-term memory, but, you know, what's they say? If it, if it lasts more than 15 seconds, it's in your long term. I just kind of skimmed over and didn't focus on it. So I read what I read and was like, hmm, okay, so that's how it goes. But then... Since then, I haven't really thought of it, so I don't remember what I read. So I still feel like I'm going to go into this pretty, pretty clean, pretty clean. I think I should be mm-hmm. good. Well, I mean, even JJ. So Colbert said last time you were on the show. I'm, I'm encapsulating what he was when he was interviewing JJ Abrams. You announced that you finally have a script, and then he asked him, "Did you shoot that script?" And JJ is like, "Well, yes and no. You know, they've made changes along the way, and." I wouldn't doubt that there's some scripts out there on purpose to throw people off. Speaking of scripts, there was some news this week, yes. Mm-hmm. Didn't we want to, were you going to talk about that? Go ahead. No, go ahead. It was your thing. Go. Well, dovetailing that script that, that JJ said uh, was out there. Segway. Apparently an actor. Yeah. Good segue. Apparently an actor left his or her version under their bed and a cleaning person found the script and placed it on eBay, which apparently was never sold. As far as we know, that could be just another blocked uh, item, but how crazy is that? And we, we definitely want to know who did that. Right. And if you had to pick, who would it be? Who left it there? If I had to pick, so the, so you, I remember the script is under the bed. That's where it was found. Right. So, well, I think I said this off air. I'm going to say it again. Um, the Marvel. We already know the Marvel scripts were not given entirely to the cast. Now with Star Wars, I think they definitely gave the leads a full script, and maybe some of the more minor or ancillary characters only got chunks. So that narrows it down mm-hmm. to the main cast as to who. You know, I was, before you asked me, I was going to say 100% Oscar Isaac. But now I'm like, maybe maybe okay. it was Daisy. Maybe it was Daisy Ridley. I don't know why. I, I have right. no reason to say that other than right as I was going to say it, that it was Oscar Isaac, that maybe it was Daisy. It doesn't matter. I mean, I, I just, we don't know. But I, that's why. Who do you think? Who do you think it would be? I think it's John Boyega. Really? I think I think he's the kind of guy who gets excited and says, oh, I read the script and threw it down there. And then he got up late for like, I just think he's that kind of fun. Oh, he's person. very into it. Pay attention. You know, I can see that. I can yeah. see that. And I, I don't, I tell you who I don't think it is, is Adam Driver. That guy is too tight on everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know if he jokes around. Like, who knows? I mean, he seems like a really intense person so i don't think it would but be i do him. i agree with you i, I think it was, I, well i actually i said it but I, I do think it was a major cast member and that's why we don't know who left it behind because they're not going to throw shade on any anyone that's you know one of the major cast members that's going to be promoting this it'll come out in a you know tonight show interview like years two months after no, the i don't know. i think released. it'll be years 
Nah, because after that, it doesn't matter. After a couple of months, it'll be a funny story. True. When it comes out for Blu-ray, when they interview somebody for the Blu-ray, that's when it'll come out. So, that's pretty much the news this week for a lot of things that we've found. But the real news for me and the real fun this week was probably, not probably, to me, the best episode of The Mandalorian so far, and that was Chapter 3, The Sin. I, I can't tell you how much I loved this particular episode. Directed by Deborah Chow, which was brilliantly directed. I mean, it was all Star Wars. It felt Star Wars. It was unbelievable. And if you watch the Clone Wars and all that, there's a lot of stuff dovetailing. Man, so much happened to this. So much happened to this in 32 minutes. Crazy good. So much happened. And written by Jonathan Favreau. Mm-hmm. What the way I'm going to put this is so 10, 15 years, 15 plus years ago now, uh, Battlestar Galactica was on the sci fi channel. And as the seasons came out, um, even though podcasts were still not as, I mean, they're huge now, but 15, 16 years ago, they were still fairly new. And Ronald D. Mm-hmm. Moore would do basically a podcast for every episode. It was kind of like a, not a director's commentary because he didn't direct him. A, a talking right. dead kind of thing. Kind of like that. It was more behind the scenes. And gotcha. he noted that with a TV show, a sci-fi TV show, you know, there are the episodes where you, you got to establish your characters. That's obviously the first episode. And then you got to establish your story and yada, yada, yada. But every so often, you got to have what they call a Big Mac episode where yeah. it – the story's not advanced a lot, a lot, but there's a lot of action and it gets people pumped. And I mean, it's still going to push the story forward, but it's a Big Mac. Okay. It's, it's delicious. You like it. It's maybe not really fulfilling like, a, you know, leafy greens well, would be. Well, what we saw, what we saw in my opinion was the end of the first act. Those three episodes was yes. act one. It's, it's, it's eight episodes. I know that's not a perfect thirds, but I believe that we just saw act the act one of it. We've got the character, we've got what he does, and we've got a little bit of his morale. Yeah, we're getting beats here. Yep. yep. And this was the end of the first beat, the first act, as you said. Yeah. And it's a good, it's a good climactic first act end. It's, Absolutely. It's got me wanting more. Without a doubt. I mean... You know, just starting from the get-go, bringing the the, the the child to, you know, the client, because there's no name for the client either. Right. And handing him over. I mean, that's the sin, right? Like, is, is that the sin or is the sin going against the code? That, that's what see, I that was my out. thing. I think, um, see, it's funny you mention that now because I hadn't even thought of that, him dropping off the child to the Galactic Remnant. That was the sin. I, from up until this second, I thought the sin was him breaking the guild code. That was the sin. Mm-hmm. It very well could be, for sure. That's just how I took it, but I like your take on it. That was it the sin giving the child up? Because obviously it was a sin he could not live with. Well, no, but he still got his armor, so he's a bit selfish. <laughs> no, he, he got his cake and ate it too. Mm-hmm. For now. For now. Yeah. Oh, there's always consequences. Mm-hmm. But listen, I mean, when he, so, you know, I'm not going to, we're not going to do a scene by scene reboot, but 
he gives the the child over and, and it just kind of takes him out and, and you know when baby yoda for lack of a better explanation so far when he's getting ready to go through that door and away for good and he just gives that look i mean y- y- you knew he was coming back i mean there was no question he was coming back it's and again i keep saying it but it's so lone wolf and cub so lone wolf and cub yeah I mean, just the little things taking off the little, he unscrews the, the, the knob on the, on the whatever shifter thing that's on the ship, you know, to play with the ball and he takes it away from, I mean, he just, it was just so many little interactions that kept, that bonded them in a certain way. And, uh, you know, but when he goes back, so he drops off baby Yoda and goes back to the temple or foundry. Actually, we know the name is, um, it's called the covert. Yeah. It took me, you know, I had to rewind it twice to understand oh, what they were saying. I rewound it twice, you. still didn't know. I turned the subtitles on and rewound it. Isn't that what you did? That's a good idea. That's how I found I'm like, oh, covert, covert. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Covert, covert, um, covert. Whatever. Yeah. So. Which just means hidden. Yep. <laughs> and, but when they made that armor for it, like you can just see, you know, then the fight with Paz Vizsla, you know, checking his. Is that how you say the I name? Guess loyalty? I guess the they don't. They don't tell you how they say the names. That's the problem. See, That's I just how I say it. Well, the only reason I think it's different. There's a dog breed with the same name. Um, it's called oh, Vizsla. Oh right. So, oh Vizsla. That's how you say it. you say Vizsla. Yeah, that's the correct way. No, that's Vizsla. what you're talking about. Vizsla. No, for the Mandalorian. Because that's the name in. There's pre Vizsla in. Oh, okay. Well, see, now you know better than I because I have not watched Clone Wars. So, okay, well, that's your problem. That's my. That's one of my problems <laughs> right there. I know dogs, yeah. but I don't know the Clone Wars. Right. So, watch the Clone Wars. There's a character called Pre Vizsla, voiced by Jonathan Favreau. John Favreau, yeah, who voiced Paz Vizsla or Paz Vizsla. That's why I don't know if it's Paz or Paz. Um, well, we got I don't know right, if it's credited. Right I, don't, I don't know if it's credited. That, that Favreau did it, but I knew as soon as I heard it, because if you hear his voice in the, the Mandalorian, it's very, very similar. And they have the same last name and you're like, okay, it's all over well the internet, done. all over. And you know what? Yeah. I love that guy. He is huge. And oh, yeah. I don't know. Are we ready to talk about when he shows up at the end or are we going to save that for a second? Well, no, I think this piece of there, but I think that, you know, that, that was an incredible scene because we got to learn more about the Mandalorian you know, when being shoved down in the to some step area and clearly during the Clone Wars and the door opens and you see that droid from the Clone Wars, that battle droid. Super battle droid. Super battle droid, which is like, holy crap. Um, now, what happens after that? Clearly, he doesn't die. And what goes on in the Clone Wars was most of the clones were most of the clones were uh, led by a general. Could that be General Kenobi? That saves him, cuts that thing down. Oh my god! I didn't Would be interesting. I didn't even think of that. I didn't. Something's got to save him because that thing looked like pointing the blaster right at him. And now either could be another Mandalorian. It probably would be a Mandalorian that would save him. I would. Um, you know, I think I'd, pre- a, I'd prefer thus that. being a foundling. I think I'd prefer. Yeah, that. I'm just throwing out some stuff. I'm, I'm throwing out stuff. Well, I'm just saying, as cool as it would be to see Obi Wan show up. I mean, first off seeing you and McGregor would be awesome. Like what is really that connected? Right. That would be awesome. But then also I don't want too much of this all interconnected. You know what I mean? 
I don't want too well, many characters here's the thing. in Star Wars. Again, if you in the Clone Wars, Kenobi spent some time in Mandalore and actually fell in love with the Mandalorian. I knew that. I haven't seen the show, but I knew that. So it could be one of those things where he saves this kid and brings him to Mandalore and gives them this kid to take. You know, right? And it would it would fit right in with with canon, so to speak. So. I think people would go absolutely bonkers. And we're going to find out. Well, I don't know when we're going to find out, but the next episode is going to be is uh, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, which would be interesting to see where, where that goes. But, um, you know, who knows where it's going to go from there? I thought that was just an interesting spot to to where they save the boy, and we don't know what's going to happen with that. But then, you know, he gets all of his armor and goes right back to the... Um, what would you call it? The not a cantina, but I guess where the all the bounty hunters hang out. A cantina works. You see people drinking and stuff. It's a it's a hangout. It's a it's a pub. I don't know. Right. And I believe he goes back there. Not just. I think he fully knows he's going to go save. Well, he at least he has the intent, or he wants to get some recon uh, there before he saves Baby Yoda. Um, asking for his next job, but he goes in there and he asks, you know, Grief Karga, how many people have had this fob? And he's like, all of them, all of them, but not, you know, you're, you're the only one. So that gave him an idea. So like, boy, if I take this kid, I'm going to go against every one of them. Like he's not, I think he was a little more calculated in that particular moment than, than we think. Was he? Because I, I think so. I don't, I don't see it that way. I'm just saying that, I think he fully intended to leave. I, obviously, he had some guilt pangs or whatever and thought whatever they're going to do with the child is not going to be good. But then I think he also thought, not my problem. And he was totally ready to leave. And then he went to go move that gear and the ball wasn't there. And he's like, fuck it. So, because he I, obviously didn't I have much of an extra strategy. No, he didn't. I don't think he planned it that far ahead, but at least he, I think he knew what he was up against. But that scene, though, when it shows the bar or whatever it was, the cantina, when suddenly when he takes the baby, baby Yoda out of wherever the Imperials are hiding, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, beep, 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 and then they show the whole yep. room. That was pretty sweet. That was awesome. And, you know, being basically, we had the shootout at the OK Corral, was really what that was, you know? It was a wonderfully, wonderfully done space western where you don't even know how he's going to get out of it. But prior to that, when he actually goes into the stronghold of whatever this Empire Remnant or whatever they're going to be calling themselves, beginning of the First Order, possibly, who knows, having them pick off, having him pick off all the stormtroopers and then having that, uh, I I call it more like an Iron Man type thing with that, uh, I forgot the name, was it the Ladybirds or something? What was the... The weapon where he kneels down and puts the baby down and then shoots all those little mini missiles. I forget what whistling she called birds? it. Whistling birds? Lady birds? Whistling birds. That's whistling what it birds. was. Whistling birds that she made him out of the Beskar. Uh, that was pretty sweet. That was very, that was, that was so a nice. Cool. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was all, yeah, that was just great armor. Was, oh, he, let's just take a minute to appreciate. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Mandalorian armor, armor is always pretty sweet looking. And obviously, mm-hmm. his was a little bit beat up and intentionally colored not to look like Boba Fett's. And as we can see, as we see more Mandalorians, everyone has their own take 
and identity with their armor. But seeing him stroll out of the covert, um, all super, super shiny with all brand new armor, he looked yeah. pretty fucking cool. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and it, you, you, you didn't even watch Rebels yet either. I have, have not. Yeah, so there's a character in there named Sabine who's a, a Mandalorian who very much makes her own armor, and she's a f- such a great character. Like one of the, you, you really need to watch Rebels. Like do what you can over the holiday break, um, and catch up on that. That was a really well done show. I don't know much really about well her, done. obviously, because I never you'll... watched it all. But there were several instances when she didn't have her helmet on, though, right? Well, a lot of Mandalorians don't have their. They, this is a new rule. That's not something that happened in Clone Wars either. They took their I'm helmets off all the time. We know so, we're going to see. Well, it's suspected that what in the Clone Wars, the new season, that they're going to see mm-hmm. the siege of Mandalore. Yep. Does it happen? Well, I would say does it happen after that? But no, because that takes place before Rebels. So, what what happened? Yeah. Why? When did this rule get instituted? We don't know. So. Something well, clearly the Empire mined their planet or took their Beskar for certain things. Could be for making stuff at the Death Star or whatever. They definitely did something to the Mandalorians. And now you, you remember, Mandalorians were a warrior race. They're probably the biggest threat to either the Empire or the Republic. They were basically Switzerland. They didn't pick a side. Yeah, Switzerland, if it was populated by Klingons, <laughs> right? Um, but they, uh, you know, they're the ones that could threaten the empire probably the largest because of the amount of people and, and this and that. So they probably went there very quickly with a lot of weaponry and decimated the Mandalorian race. And maybe that time, you know, if you're a criminal, you, you can't show your face. Who knows? We, well, I, I assume this is something we're going to find out either this season or at least by end of season two. Right. I assume that we're, I'm going to assume maybe improperly that we will eventually get to Mandalore. We will see Mandalore live. Or maybe, maybe it's been destroyed. It could have been Death Star, you know, who knows, which would be, we would never know that, but because, you know, we've only seen the Death Star only worked for like, what, a week before it was blown up. All that work. Yeah, that's that's a lot of work. I I never thought of it that way, but you're right. All right, it's finally operation. We're operational. Boom. (laughs) Some farmer from some back world. But it's kind of funny because, yeah, if you go back to Revenge of the Sith, you see him starting to frame it up, and it took, you know, 20 years to build this thing, and it lasted a week after Luke was found out where it was. It kind of sucks. Not a lot of good warranty on that bad boy. Oh, that's funny. Well, it's, I mean, there was a fatal flaw put into it by Urso, so, you know. Anyway. For sure. And I like how they wrote that in, but I just think it's, you know, you know, you don't see anybody complaining. You know, Kylo Ren goes nuts over, you know, something not working on a ship. You know, Invader didn't go crazy because the Death Star blew up. <laughs> Which, you know what, even though it wasn't intentional, they really, you know, they they've kind of written that in, not written in, but it fits nicely. Return of the Jedi because Return of the Jedi, they didn't destroy it that way. They actually flew into the infrastructure and destroyed its core. Right. So, right. without changing anything, they still 
can say, well, now they knew to remove that weakness, right? So yes, he's made it nice. bigger. Well done. Well, they didn't really. It wasn't right. finished. So, so there. What else? Thing. What so, else you got about the episode? Well, so you know, he gets into he he gets into this big mess, right? And he gets out there and he's fighting all the bounty hunters, and probably one of the most triumphant feelings you could feel watching a Star Wars film is having all the Mandalorians come in and have his back, even though they just fought not too long ago and they haven't, you know, obviously there's now two sayings on this show that people are saying, and now, you know, this is the way and I have spoken have now become, you know, popular sayings amongst uh, Star Wars fans. You know, as far as geeks go, I I posted this uh, on, on Twitter and on my Facebook page, which obviously not all of you are privy to, but I posted, you know, 2004, the big saying was, so say we all, you know, from Battlestar Galactica. 2019, this is the way. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's, it's so cool. I just, this is the way. This is the way. Oh. I got to say, I, I was never a huge, like, Boba Fett fan, like, as in, like, a lot of, people were really drawn to, I mean, I love the armor. I mean, the, the art direction of Boba Fett is why, why this is all happening. But as a character, you know, he was cool in Empire Strikes Back, but they kind of like, you know, Lucas just didn't do him justice. I mean, you got to, whatever, we, I'm not going to review Return of the Jedi, but he didn't get his just justice. Yeah. And He did the same thing with Grievous too. I mean, they looked really sweet, and then ultimately nothing was done with them. Well, Grievous at least talked for like, you know, at least 30 minutes of the thing. And I thought he had a better ending because Kenobi used a blaster, which is against his, like, that. I didn't mind Grievous. I didn't think he was wasted at all. Well, had you, but, but you know, obviously you've watched, you know, Clone Wars, but remember there was that small micro series of the Clone Wars uh, by, was it Tartovsky? Mm-hmm. I think it was. Mm-hmm. I think, I believe Where so, yeah. Grievous shows up. And he is scary as hell. He is such a badass as he yeah. murders multiple Jedi. And then yeah, he turned out to be a whole bunch of nothing on film. Which, I mean, yeah, Obi-Wan fought him, blah, blah, blah. But it was one battle and it was... I read the book too. I read the Grievous book. I'm sure he was scary in there too because he looked like he was scary yeah. on the cartoon. Yeah. Well, if you watch the Clone Wars too, they'd pull him through on what he is. But anyways, point being, I wasn't a huge, you know, um, Boba Fett fan, but now I'm like really into this Mandalorian lore. It's almost Viking-like. It's almost like you. it's a whole culture you want to oh, learn yeah. about. And, you know, Roman or Greek, you know, that mythology. It's it's They're bringing in a cultural mythology that is much needed in the Star Wars universe because you have the forest and you have these other things, but this is a different kind of yes, culture I that agree. I think is going to be really well, well mined uh, in the, you know, storytelling of Star Wars now and in the future, it opens up a door where you don't have to have everything the same. I agree with so you hundred really percent. Cool. I mean, for most of the movies, it's been about Sith versus Jedi, you know, light versus darkness. But now we're seeing this in the films that, Possibly there's a potential for some gray Jedi. We've seen reference to them already. We know Ahsoka uh, is a gray Jedi of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know, well, Maul, who, who we saw is in canon, not just from uh, Rebels, but also from 
uh, Solo, he's a gray mm-hmm. Jedi, if you will. He's more, he's not a Sith, but he's definitely a dark gray Jedi or some sort. You know, he's obviously. He's, he's an angry. Very angry. Yeah, he's so very angry. I, I like that it's not so binary now. And, you know, I like that we'd have factions other than, you know, the Rebellion and the Empire. Okay, so now we have, what, the Resistance and the First Order. Still kind of the same thing. But I like that we're seeing that there are other factions, and one of those is the Mandalorians. They have, they have mm-hmm. a whole culture, as you said. So it adds depth to the entire Star Wars universe, yeah. and I like it because, you know... Star Wars does lack a little bit of depth. Yes, there's the whole Jedi philosophy and there's some deeper meaning there, you know, about being connected to anything and everything, all living beings within the universe. I like that. It's very, it's nice. But Yeah, it, and it just makes it much, you yes. know, more colorful universe to watch, you know, and bring some yes. new things to it. Without the baggage of like another Jedi, even though they're giving us a Force user, right, you know? right. You know, maybe maybe this Yoda is not to get on a tangent, but I'm kind of gonna do that anyways. Gonna kind of just hit me, but maybe this Yoda type creature, right? There's so few of them, right? And they take so long to develop, to live that maybe that's why they're so strong in the Force. Like something's got to protect oh, them. That would make sense. And maybe. Yeah. Being strong in the force from a baby's point of view is the only thing that can protect them to live. It's like some weird evolution of the force. That says these creatures, there's very few and far between. They take time to develop, and in that time, they, they're just or maybe just the users. opposite. Maybe they are so you know force yeah. aware and force sensitive that because they are so strong in that, they don't need to mature at a fast rate. Because let's face it, the whole point of maturing is to be able to get on your feet and mm-hmm. run away. Or get big enough to attack something, right, right? Right. If you are surrounded by the force and have that right. kind of power, there's not a lot of impetus or reason to evolve quickly, to mature quickly. It could go. It could go either way. Right. Right. That's a good thought. But great episode. Great, great episode. I mean, I it. So happy that this thing is on TV. I, I will thank Disney for buying Star Wars just for this. <laughs> I do want to go back real quick just to the uh, to pause, just because yeah. I thought he was so badass. And when he jumped over with that big-ass multi-barreled blaster and just boom, 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 just started taking people out and then flies around. Oh, he is he's he's a basically war machine, and I loved it. I mean, so much so. The first thing I yeah. thought was, I need that. Yeah, it was great. Here. And of course, of course... Has, oh, Hasbro sure announced the out, next right? day, the next day that, oh, you Did want really? him? You can pre-order him now as a Black Series figure, but because he's so big and has the cool shit, he's $30. Because what? Black Series? Black Series yeah, are usually about 20 okay. bucks. That's for a collect. Yeah. But he's 30 yeah. bucks. Well. And I, I'm tempted. So you, I didn't, you pre-ordered I didn't. I kind of to though i kind of want to (laughs) (laughs) christmas is coming tell shay oh yeah i don't need a 30 dollar action figure but i want a 30 dollar it's got nothing to do with it (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. So great episode. I'm look. I mean, this really kind of kickstarts the the series, and well done so far, right? Very well done. But it's it is going to be interesting because we've we've now hit a high, and I expect not a lull, mm-hmm. but you know, we establish things. You know, first episode established the story. Second one really kind of said, okay, this is the direction we're going. Third one, rising action. We had a little bit of a conflict, a little conflict, a little tiny climax. So I expect the next episode to bring it back down a notch or two or three. For sure. It's going to be a quieter episode. Yes. And I, I don't have a problem with that. Sometimes quiet episodes nope. can be some of the better episodes. But who? who? We're, we're, we're also going into act two of the series, of the season. Yes. So, you know, really bad shit's going to happen. Down stuff's going to happen before we get to the end, which will be Act Three. Yes. You know, depending on how long they are. You know, Episode Eight could be a an you know an hour episode, which is basically two episodes. We don't know. I think what's really nice about the what they're doing right now is they're letting the directors tell the story in the time they need. Right? They're not saying it must be exactly twenty nine minutes or thirty minutes or sixty minutes. I think I think they have an idea that they want to keep it around thirty. And I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of digging it. It doesn't. Not everything has to be Game of Thrones hour hour and a half show. I mean. I get great entertainment out of that 32 minutes. And you know what it is? I can watch it more than once without wasting a lot of time. Oh, there's lots you know, of times I can, where I bloop, you know, I watch it and I immediately start it back over. Let's see. Let's, yeah, or, let's see or what like, I missed. It's on my, yeah, it's on my phone. I'm like, I got a 30 minute lunch. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to go hide in a booth and just watch it again. Why not? And I don't lose any work. I don't lose any work time. I don't, you know, it's, it's fantastic. Right. So I, I really applaud what they're doing. I like that I have to wait a week because it, makes people talk it's not all out like we would i don't want to be done with that series right now i mean it's going to be done by the before december is over anyways and i'm already sad you know Aww. so yeah i mean i just want that content so to me great episode i think it's a a good time to to wrap this thing up we're coming up on an hour and i i can't complain about the mandalorian yet and i you know I'm, it's just so far so good i agree with you 100 percent. i you know, for me, the first episode was a B plus. Second episode, I thought was a B. You thought it was better than the first episode. Uh, mm-hmm. This one, I want to say B plus plus. I don't, I don't know why I don't want to say A minus. Only because I think because you because you're one of those teachers that don't believe in A's. I do believe in A's, but I don't. I want to save the A's for to, to basically to see how the series ends. I'm looking for an emotional high. And this was fun, and I love the blasters. And like I said, it's a Big Mac. So you know what? That's what I'm going to say. First episode is a B plus. Second episode is a B. Third episode, a giant Big Mac. So it's 89.9999, not quite to the 90. No, it, it blows it off the scale. It doesn't It doesn't fit that scale because it's a All big, right. delicious Big Mac. Cool. <laughs> That being said, Michael, tell us where they can find us in the social media world. Well, as always, you can find us on Instagram. Look for us under KyberCast. Uh, Twitter works the same way, at KyberCast. You'll find us there. We tweet. We post pictures on Instagram frequently. Uh, You can also find us on Facebook. Look for KyberCast. We have a page there. We will always update our shows on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If those don't work for you, you can also find us at kybercast.com. Leave us a comment there. Or you can email us, kybercast at gmail.com. But as always, the best way to get the word out there, if you like the show, or even if you don't like the show, leave a review on Facebook. Or, you know, tell your friends, share, 
If you like the episode, share it. Or if you don't want to share the episode, share the page on Facebook. But reviews help us a lot. We're already over 50 reviews. Or, uh, or I'm sorry, 50 likes. If we can get over 100 likes, then it really opens up what we can do with that page. So yeah. I, I, if, if you feel so inclined, please do. Obviously, I'm not going to beg. We're not going to plead. But if you like the show, see us on Facebook. Like the page, please. And as always, tell a friend. Share us on Twitter. Retweet us. We don't care. Just share, share, share. Absolutely. And I just want to give a quick shout out to a friend of ours named Scott on Instagram who reached out and gave us a nice, uh, you know, compliment uh, through Instagram Messenger. And so if you want to talk to us that way, that's a great way to talk to us. Um, We've responded. But Scott found one of our cards in Madison, Wisconsin and and listened and and felt that he would uh, give us a little... Little shout out and some confidence. So I, I really thank you for listening, Scott, and, and and messaging back to us. And we really appreciate you giving your time to to listen. And we appreciate everybody out there that listens to the show. Like Michael said, share it. That's the best way you can do it. Share it. You can watch it on watch it. Not yet. You don't want to see this face. You can see. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Pocket Cast, or anywhere else you find podcasts. So that's going to do it for this episode of the KyberCast, KyberCast number 28. We hope to have you back for KyberCast 29. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Shh.